0: Hello and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your unemployed host, Kim Wap. I totally jinxed it. I totally jinxed it. I told you last week, like, oh, I'm on a show. We got some scripts. It's gonna go. Yeah, well, they shut us down on Tuesday. So yeah, welcome to Strikeathon 23. So uh, go writers. I'm, uh, I'm with you. Let's just hurry up and get it done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um yeah it's a bummer man I I felt for everyone that had been shut down and then I really felt for myself and my coworkers and everyone on my show that we had been shut down and I was really kind of like uh couldn't believe it <laughs> I was really bummed so that sucks um but uh funny enough like that day and then the next day Rob Lowe was on like uh, on the picket lines and in support of the WGA awesome pal but I feel like they kind of made it that it was because he supported the writers but I kind of feel like Netflix shut it down before I mean I'm sure he supported them and maybe that weighed in on their decision but I just thought it was... but good for him and his son being out there with the writers keep it up It's going to be, you guys better be out there every day. That's all I'm going to say. You better keep on it. I mean, people are uh, picketing outside of movie studios, outside of TV um, shows and films that are filming and causing them to shut down. So, you know, power to the people. Let's do it. Let's get it done quickly. (laughs) Quickly, people. But I don't think it is. So that is a bummer. Um, I mean, the the when they put out all their proposals and what they asked for and then the response of the producers, I have to say, it's pretty dick. Like when you're trying to talk to someone and you bring up a point and then they don't acknowledge it, it makes you feel like you're nothing. Like you're not even in the room. There was like three or four proposals that the writers had that the Producers didn't even respond to. I feel like that's kind of mean. I don't know. That's not nice. That's not negotiating. That's uh, not negotiating. I don't know. but um, But I also think the writers put in a lot of things and uh, that are justified. And some, maybe a little, they push in the envelope a little bit, but that's how you negotiate. You always ask for more because you know you're going to get cut down. So... I don't think I find it too ridiculous, but um, some of the things that I might find a little absurd, uh, though those are probably the the elements that they'll let go of if need be. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, don't negotiate with yourself before you go in. Go in high. Always go in high. So I think that's what the writers did, and I just hope it uh, hope it goes well for all of us. So. I'm I'm out of work. I mean, you're in this industry, you constantly have to check your health care because you can only bank up so many hours. It doesn't matter that I worked like every single day for two years after COVID, (laughs) weekends, everything. It's, you can only bank up so many hours. And so I've just had off for three months, which is kind of a bummer. I thought I had something. It didn't work out. And... And I had this show, and now this isn't going to work out. And I was like, oopsie, I got to check my bank. I'm out of healthcare in November. I mean, that's that sucks. And I know I'm not the only one checking their banks. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a long haul. That's my thing. I took the over. If 100 days is the over under, I'm taking the over. Because I heard that writers have these overall deals that are, like, for, like, six to eight weeks after a strike. And if it goes longer than that, then the producers, I guess, can null their contracts over these overall deals. So you know they're going to stick it out at least that long to get out of all those deals. Um, and then I had this conversation with um, a director and a producer. And they were like, look, it's, it's going to be really bad. I think it's, like, four to six months, like, you know, You think you have it bad? Like, these people are going to lose their home. And I said, well, what do you mean? I can lose my home. Why is it just that I have to be worried about the writers losing their home? Well, you know, they don't work all the time. I said, I haven't worked for three months. I mean, he's like, oh, well then. I mean, don't forget that all, that this affects every spoke of the wheel here. Especially anyone under the writers that we can't just, we can't work. They're shutting it down. So it's a writer's strike, but this halt to all of Hollywood is a ripple effect in all of our lives who work in it. So, you know, I, I, I hope everything comes out fair and dandy because it, it's affecting so many people. And, um, I think it's a long haul. I think it's four to six months. I don't, I don't know, but I hope not. But, uh, Anywho, let's get positive here. I went to an Apple Plus design FYC sponsored by Apple. And um, I told you about it in the last episode. All of the people that were going to be in. And my friend, Jamie McCall, who you can hear on this podcast in an earlier episode, was supposed to talk about Schmegadoon season two. But then Apple decided not to fly in people who weren't L.A.-based because they thought that the event might even get shut down and canceled, so they didn't fly people in. So I'm super bummed because she really wanted to, you know, spotlight her show and talk about the design. So in attending were uh, Kristen Mann, costume designer, and Jennifer Degnan from Loot, which got shut down this week, um, L.J. Hudichell from the show Physical, production designer Maya Siegel, who you can hear on this podcast a couple uh, month, a month ago uh, from Hello Tomorrow. And costume designer Camille Benda from Bad Sisters, which I watched a pretty long clip there of Bad Sisters, and I think I'm going to get on it. I know a couple people have told me it's really good. I'm going to get on that. It looks, uh, I can dig it. So um, first of all, fantastic panel and moderated by Nelson Coates head of the ADG and um, little side note it was all women which I thought was very powerful but um, just fantastic to hear about all their creative ideas and research and passion that went into these projects to hear how the costume designers and production designers work together a um, little bummed no one mentioned set decorators. I don't know what... I. Uh, that was weird. Very weird. A uh, little odd. But, I mean, all of their work is up on that screen. And I think it was just a great event for Apple to have for the creative sides instead of just the actors, writers, directors... Um, at, at the usual for your considerations this was really catering to the creative Emmys and uh, I really appreciate that they put that on It was also great to meet Maya Siegel because uh, I had not met her and my friend Kristen Mann who is the costume designer of Parks and Rec The Good Place Brooklyn Nine-Nine I think she did uh, she's done so many things um, and Jennifer Degnan who I haven't seen in so long so on a personal level it was just great to be Oh, excuse me, to be in the room with, it was just great to be in the room with friends and um, celebrate their work. So that was great. What am I watching? One Up is watching Secession. Fantastic. That fight scene was so real. But here's what I want to know. Can anybody tell me? So does Tom know that she's pregnant? Sorry, spoiler. Because I can't tell if he was saying all those mean things to her because he knows or does he not know and that's really mean. So, I don't know, but fantastic uh bottle episode. A bottle episode is when it's all in one set really and you don't you don't go to many locations, you don't do a lot, you keep it isolated like in a bottle. Uh, and then Barry is gotten super weird. It went from um on my bail to awesome to I don't know. I I I don't agree with this ending. I hope it's a dream. I hope they knew, they knew hard it and it's a dream. And then uh, someone somewhere um, loving still loving that. And I noticed that the episode was written by Rachel Axler, who I worked with on Veep. Super sweet, fantastic writer, super talented. And I was so happy to see that she had written the latest episode there. So it's a super oddball comedy I don't know if you'd get into it but it's uh, I just enjoy it um and not much else you know I went and back and I watched the pilot to Deadwood because I told you I just finished that David milch book which I cannot stop thinking about I think about it every day I think about something uh, what he was talking about luck and the horses or I think about NYPD blue or I think about him starting out on um, Hill Street blues like I just there's something that really touched me. And I think because, you know, industry and I've watched his whole career and I'm such a fan, I just I just keep thinking about it. And I think it's so goddamn sad uh, that uh, that disease is going to take that wonderful creative brain away from us earlier than it should have. So, um, but the pilot at Deadwood, it's just poetry. The, I mean, and the sets by Maria Queso... Um, decorated by John Brown and Maria Ney that first season it's just it's fantastic oh, the, the, the costumes and, and just everything about it is like elevated it's just it, it was different it just it was a different kind of uh, drama and I really appreciated that show so I went back and watched that I don't know if I'm going to do the whole <laughs> I don't know if I could do the whole season again I mean I love it but it's, I don't know I would, I would actually rather start The Wire again, or maybe Game of Thrones. I don't know. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. I don't know. Are we going to have a lull in TV with the strike? I doubt it. But I'm going to have to go back to some classics, you know? Um, and then I finished uh, Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip in Thailand, and it was okay. I know you've been waiting for me to talk about it. It was all right. There wasn't anything big. It was really kind of annoying, actually. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough. They didn't really have enough story for me in Thailand. So that's it. That's what I've been up to this past week. And, oh, well, I got a commercial. So I am, I mean, I'm kind of like, yes, I am out of work. The commercial is only a couple days long. And I really dislike working on commercials. <laughs> so I do have a commercial for a couple days this week. So thank God, got a little something something. And um, I looked on the board of the prop houses I was at today of orders going out and they were all commercials. There's like the old man, I think David Smith is still working. God bless him, he's still kicking. Uh, I, I saw his orders up there and um, uh, I don't know. It's It was really dead. Uh, we I closed down one of the prop houses. I was like, please don't lock me in. I have so much to do for this commercial. But yeah, um, I, so I'm lucky in that sense again, and I will be unlucky uh, when it goes down and then I got nothing for months and months. It's going to be great. So I think you're going to like this guest. It's very interesting because, you know, I don't know all of these guests that I have on. I'm so lucky um, to be contacted by PR or agents and everything to speak to people I, I'm really have been lucky like that and I think that's obviously broadened my the scope of my guests on the show to more than just my friends so I know you like hearing from my friends but uh, yeah strangers are cool too and so I don't I didn't know James and super nice and he works in like short films and shorts and I, I just... It was very interesting to me to, to ask about that realm of our industry. So um, he is a production designer in New York City who has made his name for himself in short films and, and independent films and has worked on tons of projects, including the recent indie film Late Bloomers, which is set in Brooklyn about a young girl who is entangled with an elderly Polish woman with a special relationship starts to bloom. Um, James has a talent um, that he shows on his website, jamesbartle.com. These beautiful concept drawings that he does. um, And I, I think it's important for anyone listening, if you want to look at somebody's process and a designer's renderings, um, just take a look. I think, I don't know. He, I just like that people show the work (laughs) sometimes. So I was really appreciative of his, his website, jamesbartle.com. Um, we also talk about South by South by Southwest, which he was at this year, which I know nothing about and was really interested in like, how does that go? What do you do there? Like, how do you, how do you manipulate that into another job or like, is it worth it? Um, but I, I really enjoyed speaking to him about this little pocket of the industry that I really don't know anything about short films. Um, and just very interesting to connect with someone on the other side of the country in a different realm of, uh, this little world of ours. And, um, Talk about his process. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> you
1: did
0: uh-uh. It's just me, <laughs> man. <back and laughs> One man band here. <laughs> that's it.
1: Wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the show.
0: Oh, thanks.
1: Many times.
0: <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's
1: nobody else really doing shows like that talking about our. Our industry well
0: i our it. i definitely feel like we're getting more you know we're getting more into it we're getting we're getting more publicity i guess i should say i think in our uh, you know or yeah. recognition um because i think of like bigger films always they always want to do like behind the scenes and um but i don't think anyone's yeah. talking to us on a on a real basis i think i think when they're not you know like when hbo or somebody comes to do behind the scenes you're done up you've got a director's chair you're on like a perfectly done set and you're talking you know you're talking about the process but yes no one's sitting there being like dude i've been up since four i'm exhausted (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: <laughs> right, right. I don't like when they do the behind the scenes on set when I'm like looking horrible well, no. and, you know, have been up for and I'm like covered in paint and whatever else.
0: And yeah, yeah.
1: I'd rather but, not be captured that way. But,
0: I'll but it doesn't, there doesn't ever seem to be a good time to do it for us. Because either, <laughs> that's either
1: that's especially
0: true. for designers, you're scouting, you're in a meeting, you're looking on your next gig, like something, there's always just something Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do, th- yeah. th- I do I think always, we're getting yeah. more. I do think. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm just looking like at that. it more. I, like- I don't know.
1: I- it does seem like there's. I'm seeing more behind-the-scenes stuff. On, you know, I miss DVDs for the, like, behind-the-scenes special features. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see streaming content, like, start to bring that back a little bit. <laughs> yes. But I feel like I see now on more social media and, you know, Instagram videos and stuff. like Yeah how the show is made, kind of.
0: Well, I was of, talking I to the decorator of, um, of, um, oh God, oh, she just won the Oscar, Ernestine Hipper, for, um, oh. you know, the war movie, but now I can't think of her the name. Yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front. All
1: Quiet on the Western, Western Front. So
0: she yep. said it was such a, like, kind of, lo- not a low budget, but like not a big film for Netflix, they didn't do any behind the scenes. <laughs> Like, wow! They they then they screened it like during the end of filming, and then went in like on the last day and did a couple little things because it's a German film. Okay. It's not it's not like it's a German film that right. they made for Netflix in Germany. They didn't they didn't think it was going to be best picture or like you know up for it. Or I guess. know it's crazy.
1: I mean, I was surprised too. I think it's great. I think it's very very. I mean, the design is amazing, but I yeah. it kind of like. You know snuck out of nowhere i felt yeah surprised to see
0: it yeah i my husband had been he was he put it on and i was like i don't want to watch a sad war movie i can't do it he's always got like nazi war movies on or something i'm always like i can't we know the ending but he um he had it on so i watched it and then i had to watch it again because i talked to her and i was like oh this is brutal like war movies now are so realistic and so brutal it's a lot.
1: I've never, yeah, I've not, not done my... any sort of war movie.
0: I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I was offered something like that if I'd go for it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, well period. Yeah. To do it in, in in period would be fun, but but I guess it's still a lot of mud and dirt and trenches and yeah, blood yeah. and,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: well, that's exciting for us.
0: I know. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of work they did is incredible, but, and then, funny enough, my i have two little boys and we were watching wonder woman last night from a couple years ago with gal Gadot <laughs> and um yeah yeah they have a whole trenches and everything like and that's and in the movie for like maybe less than five minutes but it's like a full-on war zone and i was like oh they did all that too <laughs> like i do <laughs> like, you yeah. forget how much work goes into like all these five minute scenes in these movies. It's crazy.
1: Well, isn't that always the case though? The stuff we put the most time into last at least, or it's the cutting room floor. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Or They never <laughs> have to turn around with that later on. They, they shoot the one dead corner or they never turn around.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, That's why I'm all about the communication uh, and the pre-production process. Right. You got to yeah. nail that down.
0: Sure. If I mean you, you gotta have the DP in early enough in the process yes. and talking about angles. I think that's one of the hardest things. If like we all have these meetings and the, and and you know if they're shooting and he's not in the meetings, he's always playing catch up. Somebody else is always right. giving him. You know, it's a game of telephone kind of. It's always great when they prep with you. Oh, yeah, I think.
1: Move. yeah definitely yeah. but that's always like a time thing too you know it's yeah. never enough time and pre-production especially
0: i i i feel very unprepared to talk to you because i didn't get to watch the movie <laughs> you know what i mean i didn't see well, late bloomers <laughs> i didn't see it so i feel yeah, very unprepared it has, uh, no
1: one... yeah oh that's okay yeah no i uh yeah it just premiered yeah. last a week yeah last week
0: yeah, and, at South um, by
1: Southwest. Yeah, very excited. Did
0: you yeah, go? Were you was, there? You were
1: was, there. I did. Yeah, I did go. How was it?
0: How was My first time
1: at South by Southwest. It's great. I mean, it's a huge festival. I had a short there that I designed probably six or seven years ago, but I didn't end up going. I couldn't go. But this was the first year that I went, and it's. I mean, the festival is huge because you're doing tech and music and all these different things. But we were on the first night of the mm-hmm. festival, so there was a lot of. it was very exciting and everything everyone was bright eyed and bushy tailed at the festival so it was i think it was a great slot to for us to screen at.
0: oh that's great
1: and premiere um
0: and when you go is it the the film is viewed by the creators and an audience and then is there a panel afterwards did you do a panel or anything
1: We did, we did a panel with um, the director, the writer, producers, and then our lead, Karen Gillan. She was, um, they did a little panel, quick panel. And then there were two other screenings after that. I had to come back to New York um, so I didn't see the other two screenings, but I think they did panels for those as well.
0: Oh nice. Um, but
1: it was fun. We did it we did it at uh, Alamo Draft House it was where they you know, and that's always a fun theater where you eat and drinks at your at your seat and everything. Oh, nice. So it's it was a perfect setting for the film, yeah.
0: Oh nice. Because it's like a dark um, comedy, right? Kind of ish. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I would yeah, I think it's like a lot of different things. Yeah, like it's um it's a dark comedy, but it's actually very touching and it's very um yeah, I think it hits on like a lot of universal themes mm. for people. There was a lot of wet eyes in the audience. I oh, was
0: that's which good. was really
1: touching, yeah. Yeah, I know. My team included. Like I was lucky that most of our art team could could fly down and um, we all stayed together and and uh, my set decorator, art director, props team. And we were all, you know, it's so hard to to know what the film is going to be like when you're shooting it. Yeah. And we all had really good feeling about this one. But um, in the audience, you know, we're all looking at each other like, I'm getting kind of choked up by this. Are you? You know, (laughs) it's just because you're when you're in the trenches and you're shooting, it's just you're not really you're not able to like you're not capable of those emotions yet. No, because you're thinking about the next set and and uh, how are we going to wrap out of this room in time and that sort yeah. of thing.
0: You don't really get to see um, the performances till like if you get dailies or like you know you don't get to see you're not we're not usually standing around while they're doing you know 20 takes we're we're too busy so and then also seeing yep, it all together exactly. and music and the editing is always like gives it such you know tells more of the story so yeah. oh for sure that's awesome it
1: was great it was a really good feeling it's really validating you know it's always great to see how people respond to your work and and um and in the parties afterwards talking with with folks about how they felt about the film and um yeah it was it's always you know really rewarding and there weren't any moments where I was like oh I wish that they kept that it you know they were they didn't cut any of my favorite sets or like that and And uh, that's always a good feeling and and everything looks, you know, color correction also because as you know, like color correction can affect our design in so many
0: different ways ways.
1: and it was like very, yeah, and it it only helped. So that was a great,
0: great feeling. That's fantastic. When, is it, is South by Southwest good for networking, do you think?
1: I found it to be, I mean, I was only there, I could only be there for about three days, Mm -hmm. um, but there were a lot of parties a lot of premiere parties i was lucky that i knew some people there who kind of like directed me where to go and who to talk to and that sort of thing but um it's all yeah i mean there's a there are a lot of events there's a lot of tech events the film film events are fewer but um lots of you know after show get togethers and and mi- mixers networking things like that which i'm not you know, typically very good at, but I think they cultivate an environment there that feels very casual and not like schmoozy.
0: Wow, because I'm I'm wondering if if like <clears throat> if say like the Art Directors Guild or like anyone has I don't I don't even know do, do they have a booth there or Are they represented there at all Do you know I don't think so, right?
1: Not really. I met some people. I don't think so. I met members. Yeah, know, I talked to some members at the at different events and stuff, but I didn't, they didn't have like a specific like booth no. or, you know, I didn't know presence there. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, I think, I think they've done some like comic con type things or like the set decorator society, like comic con. And I didn't know if Southwest was, I mean, they should, why not? It's an opportunity. People have
1: Yeah.
0: awesome work there that's being seen. And it seems more like, that like the community of south by southwest is like like a um not smaller but like more connected into what's going on at the event like comic-con to me seems like huge like it's out of control at this point (laughs) there's so much shit whereas it's south by southwest might be more focused and it might be like a a good networking and um just camaraderie and, and meeting other people type uh event
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was fun because I ran into so many people I've worked with in the past and so many people I went to school with that I oh, had not awesome. Yeah. Just by happen. You know, some people I knew that were going, but um, I'm in New York and, and a lot of my uh, schoolmates and people I've worked with obviously moved to California too. So it's like running into person after person of like, you know, oh, it's been so long. And, oh, and then fantastic. came kind of rekindling those you know, relationships in many ways that, you know, May or may not work together again in the future
0: and you i read in your bio you went to Tisch for for school yeah and then yep what is the program that you did in germany in
1: 2020
0: oh yeah during the so start of the, the pandemic the i'm sure talents. that was fun <laughs>
1: Well, it hadn't started yet. It oh. was like I landed here. So it's it's uh, it's part of the Berlin Alley Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, they they apply you apply to this program that's more or less a, like workshop for mm-hmm. a week um, with people worldwide. They have designers, they're they have production designers, they have DPs, directors, writers, and editors. I think, mm-hmm. and they select um, a few, probably about a dozen from each category. Um, internationally. And then you, we had sort of like um, our own production designers, like uh, workshops and classes. And then we also met with like the whole group of, you know, other what they called Berlin Alley talents, oh, cool. um, other directors. And yeah, it was an amazing workshop and like networking. thing. I met some amazing people worldwide. I was the only production designer from the US there oh, that year, wow. which was a little intimidating. <laughs> but awesome. I realized how much I you know, need to learn other languages. But <laughs> I, uh, it, it was a great experience. Um, and I, I still keep in touch with the, the folks that I met there. But I literally, I flew back from Germany, landed here, um, to actually did a, a week in um, Ireland, and then came back here. You know, everyone's like, what is this pandemic that everyone's talking about? And then like <laughs> a few days later, here in New York, everything shut down. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just missed it, <sighs> luckily
0: god
1: and the rest you know
0: what a time the rest is history there what a time what to like time. experience that and then be like total lockdown
1: <laughs> well yeah that was what kind of stunk because we built up this momentum and everyone's like i have you know i had a friend in London who's like I have this project I think I could bring you on in you know the shooting this spring and like we're talking about like Ugh. oh you could totally come here and and then of course all that momentum gets lost yeah. um, when everybody's projects get canceled or postponed yeah <laughs> so that said I still keep in touch with everybody and and uh you know one of these days we'll work work together reconvene or something like that it was a nice little like team
0: gotta keep touch that's like I like when I'm I'm I used to be a lot better like when I was off or on hiatus of like having lunch with the first designer I ever worked with or like always like I feel like I always have to because we're all so busy it just is like oh it's been four it's been you know like four months I never returned that email like you know you get you just get swamped and then and then the time goes by, and then you miss people, and it's, you know. You do,
1: yeah. I actually just got lunch with one of my teachers the other day um, oh
0: God, from NYU, great.
1: who I hadn't seen in a long time, and she's she's been like a constant mentor oh, to me, great. too, and we hadn't, during uh, the pandemic, you know, the last few years, we hadn't seen each other because she sort of relocated to get out of the craziness here, um, and yeah, I was reminded, like, you know, it is so important to just, Meet up with people, you know, mentors and collaborators just to, yeah. I mean, at the very least, commiserate. But yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, more also so, to keep, you know,
1: you know lift keeping, each other up.
0: Yeah, lift each other up, camaraderie, and also to keep people in mind and to keep yeah. yourself in their mind to think of you for projects or whatever. Or, like, I always think it's, um, things happen for for a reason but like especially when you're hiring hiring people and you're like god I just got this show and then like out of the blue some buyer will text me and I'm like all right let's do it like that was good timing
1: yeah you
0: you know let's do it like things like that to me are always like oh that I think that's meant to be if like this happens and so I always try to keep in mind (laughs) think of me yeah
1: yeah it is. I mean, I know networking. Networking sounds like a dirty word so often, and oh, you know, know as it. much as we don't want to do like social media, it is like how you, you yeah. know, how you continue relationships with people. Jobs aside, it's it's how you you know keep in touch with these people that you enjoy working with and know what they're up to and know you can bring them on yeah. and, to your next project. And,
0: and I think too, uh, we're in an industry that you know, like after parties and. I mean, I haven't. There's no more rap party, so that's a bummer. But like, you know, like if like if you were at South by Southwest, like You're different, yeah, like just you know, it's there's always a party. It seems like in Hollywood, at least now it's coming back to yes. Like there's always a party, so that's always a thing, and it's nice, you know. It's not like. No, it's, it's usually not schlubby. It's like nice. It's always like, oh, they had free, oh. free alcohol. They have free drinks. Like, it's always kind of nice. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> <So>. exactly. <laughs> I know. That was the great thing about Austin, And too. I was like, oh, my right? God, so many free tacos, but right. I'll make it. <laughs> oh <laughs> free, free margaritas and cocktails and things. So there you that's one it. way to get people through the door.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you're also uh, teaching at Montclair State.
1: Yeah, Are you done, that's a new you thing still do, for me.
0: You're doing that now or you have done it in the past?
1: I'm doing it now. Um, last year was the first year I did it just during the spring. I just sort of kind of fell into my lap in some ways. The um, There's a, a amazing production designer who teaches there, who has taught there for a long time, Nora Shavushian. And she um, decided to go more in. she decided she wanted to be more bi-coastal. And so in the spring semesters, she uh, lives in Joshua Tree now. So they were looking for someone to replace her for the spring uh, of last year. And I thought, well, you know, it's a little bit sp- spring here in New York is a little slower than it. I'm sure it is for you in California because yeah. it's cold and <laughs> well, it's um, it's the big. daylight is, you know, we're it's got a
0: weird year, well, this your weather, year.
1: Your weather's a whole other,
0: <laughs> <We're> right. It's, <laughs> right; it's pouring for the next two days. It's like people freaking out about rain. It's crazy, but we need, we needed it. And now we got too much. I don't know. I can't, I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. it's a lot I yeah I hear a lot of things going on over there with it
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: but it's it gets pretty slow here in the spring um or at least in the winter and uh this opportunity sort of fell into my lap last year that you know friends of a friend said said Maybe you should try it. And I was very intimidated and I thought, well, what do I know about teaching yeah, young right? people? Like aren't I like a college kid? Right. Then, exactly.
0: <laughs> don't I, I do math as like, if I'm thirty. I know. Like I, how am I how <laughs> would I
1: like... <laughs> Yeah. It's it's wild. It's but I enjoy it so much. I had I was able to go through all my old schoolwork which luckily I kept a lot of that stuff to build my own syllabus and just to see these kids get really excited about it it like made me so much more excited and I'm going through and I'm pulling film clips from my favorite films and like talking about design and it was just like so refreshing because I think we easily get so jaded about the work that we do yeah and it's just to see like oh this is why I loved this and this is why I got excited in school about entering production design and production. And um, it's so fun to see that look on their faces Um, now. So they, they, uh, I did last spring and then they asked me back for this, for this current spring semester. Um, So I'm doing it again, which is great. And it's only part-time so I can take on little commercials and little things here and there at the same time. And um, yeah, it's just good for the, good for your soul. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, I, it's definitely one of the, the audience that i target for this is to, is people who want to get into this business because no one know, no one knows how to do it really you don't know how to approach so, so many people including myself i didn't even know what a set decorator was you mean i as many credits as i've ever watched like you know you don't know what all of these hundreds of positions are when you watch uh, you know the crawl so i think you know so many programs um, are available, but I I also wanted to be able to be like something available, you know, to the mass of like, Hey, if you're interested, here's a insider view. And so that's one of the things I try with this. And I'm sure in teaching like this, I get, I get excited when I meet people and I just want to hear like, that was a set. I thought it was a location. I can't believe you (laughs) built that. Like, I'm so excited talking to people and hearing about people's work Because it's amazing what we can pull off. It's awesome. Um, It's amazing.
1: And it's it's, people come in from so many backgrounds and so many different levels of experience and experience in different fields. And it's it's I think it's unlike many, many other career
0: paths. Yeah. Yeah, I my boyfriend at the time did two years at Montclair State. So I know that campus well. Really? Yeah. Oh, amazing. amazing.
1: Go all the time. It's a really yeah. lovely campus. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and then, so how did you know that you wanted to do design? How did you, I mean, obviously you went to college for, you had a path that way, but how did you know that's what you wanted yeah. to do? Did you, were you just like, a, well, I,
1: yeah, I mean, I knew I wanted to be in film for as long as I could remember as a kid, you know, playing with the, the home, video camera and and getting uh, my friends and family to act in little you know in movies or little like lego stop motion oh you know God. animation yeah. movies and that sort of thing um but i also was really into theater and i did um all the sets for our high school theater productions and i also um, helped start a children's theater program in my i'm from a very small town in maine mm. um, that didn't have a whole lot of uh, arts opportunities um, so a friend of mine and I, we started a uh, children's yeah. theater program um, awesome. and sort of built this theater from the ground up with a lot of a lot of help and a lot of, you know, um, uh, grant money and that sort of thing. And uh, I was building the sets for the productions and it was so fun to, like, build these sets for these kids and to see them walk in and feel you know they're in like sleeping beauty's castle suddenly and their eyes would just light up and you know for me at 17 that was amazing and i i still think all the time i would totally go back and do that again for a little while that was (laughs) so gratifying yeah but i i knew i always wanted to do film and I, i really thought i wanted to be a director and i went to nyu and I enjoyed it. You know, I, I was starting to make my student films and I just realized while I was directing and producing these things that I was so much more interested in the visual worlds of the, the project than like the, getting the performances. And I could tell, you know, my strengths were more towards mm. the set design and the, and the, the overall aesthetics. And um, I had a teacher there, John Marque, who's an art director, lot of amazing credits and he I took an art direction class kind of knowing you know what that field was and figuring I would have an interest in it but um as soon you know while I was taking the class like I immediately was like oh okay this this is what I want to be doing because it's creating a visual world I had also been really interested in interior design mm-hmm. Um, you know creating and then then, of course my experience with set design and stage design um, and I just thought like oh this is the best this is the perfect combo like I'm telling stories like I wanted to in going into film but you're telling stories with space and objects and um, that's like a language that I can you know speak really well and and uh, and then just realize like okay this is this This makes sense
0: you um you work in such a world that I'm like our our world is so small kind of when you think about it how many people actually do our jobs oh, yeah. but there's so many different fa- like I don't know uh, commercial people I'm like I have no idea I've done like five <laughs> commercials I hate it I never want to do it again and then but you have this wonderful resume of like short films and independence and winners of festivals and like that's a whole nother like you know tier of how you can work in this business i just think it's so fascinating of like oh yeah i like that's a whole nother and i I think too in new york it's probably more like accessible i feel like that doesn't there's not a lot in l.a i don't know that's just me that's i could be wrong (laughs) yeah no i
1: think i mean i i have not had a lot of experience in l.a the the shoots that I've done in LA I have flown over like they've flown department heads over they've been New York based projects and they've flown department heads over and we've hired local crew right Mm -hmm. um so I've done a couple I did a short raid out of school um with Dakota Johnson actually Mm. way ages before everything else and and uh she that that shoot was um my first time in California (laughs) uh working at all i mean it was one of the first time i was working period but Mm -hmm. um it was such it is a very different world out there the the, um but but, i mean obviously climate at the very least but (laughs) but it's uh yeah i think i think new york is more prone to independent film i guess or more um it's kind of like the birthplace of independent film which is where my experience really lies um but that's not to say yeah i mean i i certainly think about moving out there all
0: the time yeah but, <laughs> i used um... to think i'd move back because i'm from like philly south jersey and i used to think oh i'll move back oh, okay. to um and i'll work in new york and then like once i figured out like oh i have to join like another union i already got in this union and then i was like i have yeah I have the, the fear of like actually working in new york city was like i don't i can't do that i don't know It's. I don't know. I I know traffic here is. Well, I feel the same way. Yeah, (laughs) I know it seems like so daunting of like traffic and people and trucks and parking and like oh my god I don't know how they do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is a lot. Like New York does not want film. Which is (laughs) crazy. New Yorkers don't love film shoots. Well, I yeah, there are a lot of obstacles shooting in New York City, but. um... But it's also such a, like, photogenic city to, you know, it's, 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 it makes so much sense. And it does bring in a lot of money for the city, obviously. Primarily the shoots that you see are TV, you know, we're doing all those procedurals, a lot of the the cop shows and stuff here all the time, but, um, and a lot more TV than film in general, I would say here, but I don't know. I mean, it's changing all the time, especially. Yeah. Now no, we've got new Netflix stages coming in in yeah. Jersey next Oh next right. Year, they bought That's up a huge
0: after. they bought up a huge thing in Newark. Is it Newark or outside of Newark or
1: It's a little outside of Newark. It's like a big army base. And they've they're gonna turn it into this full like big studio lot with like a back lot and um yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I will see we'll see if I it you know fantastic. when it finishes, but it it looks cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's out so it's but what's going on over there like what do, how are you gonna I don't know I'm thinking of like resources and everything like what's going on over there is there like a graphics place you can go to Or like, you know what I mean like how are they gonna there's no prop <laughs> houses over there and
1: that's there are actually oh, there Jersey are it's like umping. yeah oh. they're they're more over even over the last couple of years um they're more and more because there's just more real estate yeah out in Jersey for a warehouse of props you know it's like cheaper for them to be out there so there are a few oh, okay. um and Brooke, brooklyn and queens still majority of the shooting i do is in brooklyn and queens yeah. and prop houses and and fabrication houses and that sort of thing are mostly brooklyn and queens but i think it's moving out there
0: uh too. i have, i would have never known if you didn't tell me that <laughs> <laughs> um i i do have to say you have a fantastic website it's very visual and clean and like just easy to navigate, and I, I was kind of obsessed with your styling. <laughs> it was like, so do you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I are the is this styling for magazine shoots? Like you have a whole page of just these beautiful photographs of like food and place settings and drinks, and then yeah. pretty ladies and cakes. <laughs> like I was like, whoa, this guy's in everything. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, I I uh I should be a little more descriptive on where all those the origins of all those projects are, but I um the well the ladies are a photo series I did with um Amy Arbus, Ooh. Diane Arbus's daughter, who's amazing experience. It's um, great lighting. That was my sort of intro. Oh yeah, she's very very talented. Um and then I think that a lot of the the shoots on there are just like personal <laughs> projects. projects. I went through a really big cocktail and Baking phase, yeah. which I guess is not, not over. So you know, especially during the pandemic, when we're sitting in our apartments, and was like I have to find some creative fulfillment here. So I just did a little bit of that, and then um, I also uh, co-own a, a vintage reselling business um, oh, with a friend wow. of mine who is also a set decorator. Yeah, so we we started by selling online, and most of those, a lot of those photos are um, shoots that we did, sort of styled shoots of um, items we were selling. Oh, that's awesome! That we put on online, and yeah, it was so. It's something that he and I still do. We started online, and now we have a um, a, a space in Newburgh, New York, which is a little bit a, a hour and a half from the city or so, and it's kind of turned into this really nice little side business that also. You know, I've accumulated, as I'm sure you have, so many, so many props and set dressing pieces throughout the years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <No>. yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. Don't,
0: <laughs> well, I don't think I have anything in. Oh, uh, maybe that lamp. But <laughs> how many lamps can you get? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, well, you'd you be do. Surprised. Yeah. No, I know. If you're if you're if you got room, you know, because uh, well, yeah, you know, and and I'm yeah. sure with with you know, independence and short films when the movie's over and you've bought all this stuff basically the company's like we don't want it and we don't want to store it we don't want to do yeah. it we, so just you know get rid of it we don't want to know <laughs> type
1: oh yeah so, so yeah. yeah exactly and i try to be as green as possible with all of that because there yeah. is so much waste in the film industry as yeah. you know but um but yeah i definitely have left film sets with some some stuff and then i also am like a just a collector of antiques and vintage things. And then now that I have this business with my friend, we share a storage unit mm-hmm. um, and we pull from that for our shoots all the time, which is, it's nice to have your own little like oh, inventory of, of things. So, so yeah, that's where a lot of that styling came from. And then I also worked with Condé Nast a couple of times oh, um, doing some tabletop kind of shoots. Um, yeah, I, I would love to do more of it, more styling, more styling is,
0: stuff. Is like... There's a lot of opinions (laughs) when you're doing like magazine (laughs) shoots and styling and like um, I had a friend in finance who was even on the sets like when they would do shoots. She works for like Palm Wonderful and and everything and it was still like very like, you know, precise and everything and a lot of opinions of going into those photo shoots. It's stressful. And then they'll be like, do we have a pink glass? And you're like.
1: Oh my god!
0: What?
1: Don't get me started.
0: <laughs> That's why I don't do commercials. Yes, I can't take that. I can't take that. Like, like I. We have enough it's, pressure. Yeah, but commercials is a whole nother level. I can't do. It. <laughs> but yeah,
1: it's a different environment for sure. And when I do commercials, I have to go into it. You know, you have to brace yourself for that but I also try to think of like, how am I going to make this interesting for me? Hmm. And like, how am I going to like find creative satisfaction with this? I find with commercials, it's just always about bringing options. You have four different couches and four different lamps and, you know, multiples of everything. Um, So that you can say, Oh, well, you know, we we have this, we have these other three to choose from if you don't like this one. And then it's all just yeah, options.
0: Yeah. I'm not, I pride myself on one sofa (laughs) and, (laughs) <laughs> two lamps you know what I mean like <laughs> because I hate to see my crew do extra work so I do the extra work beforehand of like getting it approved or whatever so that we could just do yes. it so then I don't have that mindset of doing it in commercials I just feel like it's such a waste but <laughs> yeah no, yeah because well,
1: I think it com- in the commercial world there's so many new like you said new voices that are on set yeah. That we're not a part of the pre-production necessarily. So all of a sudden, you know, you've got this head of the company who hasn't really been a part of the planning here. And, and <laughs> I, oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah. we gotta pivot this way a little bit, all right? Who are you?
0: But it's good practice. And how for... old are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did this Home Goods series of commercials and I swear to God the girls were like 20, 22. And they were like, <laughs> this one girl, she came in. And she was like, I don't know about this pillow. And I was like, I do. I picked it. I'm a decorator. So I pick, I that's why it's it's the color matches this and this. That's why I picked it. Oh. I was like, okay, so anyway, over here. I'm like, I'm not. How old are you? I have no concept of like, oh, I, that 20-year-old probably should have just fired me. But I was like not having it at that point. <laughs> so I was like... No I know. It's Yeah. It's,
1: it's different than a than a film or yeah. a series for sure. Yeah. Because I think also in, in production there you're working with people that exclusively know production and in like an advertising field you've got people, you know, in commercial, yeah. you've got people that have maybe never been on a set yeah. before and don't necessarily know how all the, the, the pieces work. And but, it's
0: a, and um, it's offensive. So <laughs> you're you're not a decorator, you're not a designer like why is your opinion it's that's weird to me that whole structure of commercials is weird of like do you think red is gonna sell like why are you saying that that pillow doesn't work like that's why I get offended of like no I'm hired to do this we're hired to be the creative yeah. why are all these like dorks here yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's about asking questions too, about like, oh, okay, like, like I think that, yeah. Oh, I see. I was thinking that this pillow would work. What makes you like this one more? And then when you just are kind of making it a conversation, and sometimes you can kind of, I try to see where their heads at, and sometimes it's like I can tell that they want an opinion because they can have an opinion, which I totally respect. Yeah, but let's. Maybe yeah. I can help you direct that into a, yeah. uh, you know, into what works, something that works for everyone, for all of us.
0: No, I think you're right. I just went. I just got offended. <laughs> I just went. I, <laughs> I just went like completely. Fair. It was. It was. It was such an awful experience. I can't. Even <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh. Oh, no,
0: um, no
1: <laughs> it different. is a different environment. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. One of uh, fantastic things you have on your website too is a lot of drawings of your process and a lot of your renderings for your sets. Do you, for renderings, are you doing, are those, is that marker? Is that, what is it, what is the medium you're using for? I forget which a one I was A couple using. different ones.
1: I. Yeah. I used to oh, just tra- do like pencil and pen and, and, and even watercolor.
0: Like the David and Copperfield ones are like fanta- Like frame it and oh, sell thank it. Thank you. Sell it. <laughs> <Like> put <laughs> that in you. your shop. That was a, sell those. Uh-huh. They're gorgeous. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that. Oh, thank oh you. God, no, yes. that was a, that was a pandemic I'm bored project where I thought, you know, how am I going to stay creatively Luckily, I worked through most of the pandemic, but there were some times where I was like, I have to take advantage of this time. So I thought, why don't I do like a, a concept, just a design concept yeah, as, if, as if I'm designing this set with endless resources. And so I did some floor plans and I made a little model and I did these concepts drawings too. And it was a good way to practice all those all those skills, especially now that I'm doing more um Digital drawing and digital drafting.
0: Yeah, I you you're always, a fantastic sketch like artist, yet. and I mean, they're thank beautiful. You. They're really great and oh, very you. artistic and um, mood like like in your drawings. You're really good with the shading and the lighting, and like you've created such great mood with them. <clears <Thank> <clears <throat> you. That should be a project oh, for your students. That. Get them doing this shit. <laughs>
1: I yeah I know right <laughs> I'm luckily lucky that I've had a lot of art art uh you know fine art I'm not gonna say training but the classes and, mm. and I used to go to a drawing group pretty regularly um, but I do think it's helpful in as you know rarely do, do you have time to like do concept art for every
0: yeah.
1: every or renderings for every set of a especially of a feature and especially in the, the indie world but as often as you can and for short films I'm able to do it a little more often. Um, because I think it, it really shows you're really able to illustrate to the director and the DP yes. what you're feeling about the lighting, yes. so that you're not coming in with your set lit in a way that you're like, oh, this is you know I would have designed this differently if I thought this was these were going to be the lighting choices. Yeah. So it's all you know I'm just always telling my students it's all about visual communication and and yeah. how how can you simplify things and create you know convey ideas visually without having to explain them.
0: I think to, a challenge. yeah, there's something about <clears throat> the designer being able to render quickly, like in a meeting or like in the, you know, on a scout or like at a location, because a lot of times I have experienced, you go back and you tell someone else, someone else to render it and then they render it and you're like, uh eh, it's not quite right. Or this is per, this, this isn't what I wanted, but it's great. And then you show yeah. it and then they're like, like brains are everywhere. Like they can't, like, like, oh, I thought, I thought we were doing, well, we can do that, but this is just another, you know, concept we could, well, why is it like, it's like they can't open up or something. So when I think the designer can just do it, it's always really helpful <laughs> because, and I know you get yeah. on projects and you don't have the time to do it, but Recently, I feel like a lot of what the designer was trying to convey, because other people were doing it, didn't get done as he wanted. Something gets lost. Yeah, it's. We, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but uh, having a designer who can sketch is huge. I think. I think it's, and, and for me I think it's important. In, in in conversations with the decorator of like, no, I'm thinking like, you know, when we do this and we have these shears here, I just want, you know, things like that. Like, it's just yeah. a very nice communication yeah. level to have for me. Yeah.
1: I think it's really important for a designer to, to be able to draw to some degree. And I, you know, I'm not, I appreciate your kind words about my drawing, but I'm, I'm certainly not a like, uh, you know, I I don't consider myself to be an artist in that, in my artistic strengths do not lie uh, in drawing. um, But I think you have to be able to do enough to like relay this information of like, you know, why you are buying the shears because we want to create this lighting quality through the window. And like there's, you know, it helps you shop with a purpose and and understanding like the bigger picture and um, helps. Yeah. I think it's just like as much as you can create physical, tangible um, work in pre-production, it just makes everything so much smoother. That's why I'm a big fan of um, uh, models, like white card models versus 3D 3D modeling. Yeah. Because I just love, right? I love models. I
0: miss models. It's just fun, too.
1: It's like playing with dollhouses. I know.
0: (laughs) We had a lot of physical models on my last show, and I was like, this is awesome amazing like look 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 in there (laughs) you can look through it like look at that look at that little guy in there like (laughs) it's so great yeah Yeah, i miss models it's so fun yeah but the 3d models are so ridiculous like it's wild so crazy how you can like 3d model something so quickly and shade it and everything and they're great and then i say I hope you didn't want those chairs. I don't know why you put those chairs in there. <laughs> like, I'm constantly going to like, why did you put those hooks over there? Why am I getting hooks? What are those hooks? What, what is all that?
1: <laughs> like, we didn't talk about hooks.
0: Yeah. So then I'm like, <laughs> then I'm like, oh, shit, don't talk about the hooks. Like, <laughs> But you know, that's just me. Um, on a no, pro-
1: I, get, I get that.
0: Yeah. Don't. Put something in the drawing that I can't get, dude.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: That's my problem with three D rendering and set designers of like, <laughs> why is there a toilet over there? Like, because it's a junkyard. Do you know how much a toilet and a fish tank is? Stop throwing fish tanks in every office. Like, I, I gotta have
1: three people carry it in. Yeah, I need a different vehicle. I really had on. a I
0: had a huge argument with a set designer on Parks and Rec because every like every office would be like, oh, there's a fish tank, and I'd be like. Do you know how much money it costs to do the fish tank? Like, don't put that in. Don't, unless it's like scripted or like someone's asking for shit, please don't put that in. They were like, but it's nice. It's a like, lot of work. It's a lot of work. No, I don't even, ugh. Um on late bloomers what was your prep <laughs> <laughs> what was your prep i gotta get out of my own head and i'm complaining i'm trying to no, get back no, to you I'm
1: still I'm, I'm already i'm counting the costs of the fish tank in my head yeah you, like
0: oh my god right to
1: grab all the water the, the fish yeah. yeah that's a lot
0: <laughs> the noise the the sound guy hates the noise the of noise the pump. then it's right? like you got pita in there with these fish like, <laughs> it's like just because some animal guy, handlers yeah yeah some guy draws a rectangle and writes fish on there like now it's like a couple of grand it's a crazy little thing and nobody even asked for a fish <laughs> tank he did it like three times in the season and I, and the second time i was like uh we already did a fish tank and or something and and so and then by the third time i was like take it out <laughs> take it out before you release his darlings. i am not doing a fish tank so yeah great guy but
1: not unless you're doing that graduate the graduate shot yes and, and that one okay i can yeah. I can understand that sure
0: or hey the director <laughs> wants to shoot through the fish tank and come up on the guy and whatever
1: totally yeah but don't be casual about the fish tank
0: no if you, you gotta get to use it now if we're gonna have it in there then everybody's gonna be on board
1: yes <clears throat> exactly so um uh, i
0: totally get that um did you have a fish tank on late bloomers <laughs>
1: no fish tank (laughs) (laughs) luckily no No, luckily no fish tank
0: (laughs) so what was your prep like for that film
1: it was pretty fast yeah we had about a month um but i was lucky in that i was able to bring like almost all of my um usual people onto this project like set decorator oh great our art director um even some PAs that I loved, um, I and, and onset dressers. Like I was able to bring so many people yeah, that great. I've worked with before. And with short prep, I think it's so important that you can just like speak shorthand with these people. Like oh, they yeah. know what I like. They know, you know, I know that I can trust them to pick out X, Y, Z, and that I don't have to like be too hands on. Yeah. Um. Because you don't have the time. Yeah. And you I can't shorthand. approve every decision. Yeah. 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 So that is like such a blessing um, to be able to work with people that you've worked with so many times. It's just like, yeah. I feel like I'm in good hands. You know, you're only as strong as your crew. And i um, it's lucky to have, to have really, really great people on this one.
0: That.
1: Um, so had that you, was that helped.
0: Had you worked with the director or producers before?
1: I hadn't. Um, the line producer brought me on or she introduced me to the writer director um the, the writers anna greenfeld directors uh, lisa steen mm-hmm. who um, they've had a lot of experience with predicting and some shorts and um, this was a, a real big passion project for them though it's um, in some ways autobiographical for uh, the writer, mm. you know, which is,
0: I think oh, wow. the, the
1: story, especially uh, real. And yeah. And they're both really talented and just like genuinely like lovely people to just be around, which I think mm. I'm sure you would agree makes like the biggest difference. Huge, Huge. <laughs> And <laughs> no, yeah, especially when you're working on an independent film and a, and you know, it's going to be fast. It's going to, it's organized chaos. Yeah. And you have to work with people that you like or respect. And, and luckily the whole team was great that way and they really led a great crew that made everyone feel heard and they were yeah it was it was a really it doesn't always work out that way
0: no that sounds like an awesome experience <clears throat> and how yeah. long did you shoot for i'm trying
1: to think. i think we shot for about a month and a half
0: mm. maybe a month that's not month, bad month though four weeks for six weeks that's not bad it's not terror i mean it's a lot yeah. but it's not terrible terrible
1: no, it, it it wasn't so bad, and we were able to lock locations down fairly soon. Um, and that, of course, you know, once you get the ball rolling on that, yeah. that's that's where you can really start doing the work. Once the locate, because we did shoot on location uh, mostly,
0: right? And was there if the writer director having it being somewhat autobiographical? Was there a lot of like Polish research going on because it's a polish woman who doesn't speak english right and a and a young yeah. girl takes care of her <clears throat> right yeah
1: yeah yeah in, in in many ways they sort of take care of each other mm-hmm. There's sort of both these very strong personalities um they they spoke, so so uh, the lead character louise she's sort of this millennial mess that um breaks her hip drunkenly you know trying to trying to to get the attention of a of a guy and ends up in physical therapy with this elderly Polish woman um, who doesn't speak English in the Greenpoint neighborhood of Brooklyn which is heavily Polish Hmm. and so there's also some themes of like gentrification and like what that you know what the the Brooklyn landscape looks like now in that in those ways Um, and then they sort of grow to you know they begin sort of fighting with each other they're two very feisty people that that sort of create this really sweet friendship kind of a, a Harold and Maud uh, platonic Harold and Maud relationship which um, I love um, but yeah I'm sorry where was your I, I got oh too uh, no I was trying to give
0: tonight. a little bit of a synopsis <laughs> of the story just for like the polish aspect of it was there a lot of like Oh yeah um, like if you're did you sh- so you shot in that neighborhood? which I'm sure helped with like,
1: yeah, for the exteriors, we authenticity. Did. yeah, for, for the, yeah, yeah, definitely for the interiors we shot in a totally different, um, in a house that we, um, you know, we pulled everything out, brought in all of our own stuff. Yeah. It was just a house that had the nice framework of that looked like, uh, a, a, a brook a Brooklyn apartment, but had a little bit more space because, if you haven't heard, New York apartments are pretty tiny, so <laughs> yeah. we had to find something that uh, could accommodate Suitable. you know, and, yeah. and give us enough shooting room. Exactly, um, which is most often the case. But uh, there was a lot of, yeah, definitely a lot of research went into that because her being, her heritage, the character's heritage is super important. Um, I actually have some Polish background, so that was kind of fun for me. Yeah. To to do some research on, and the set decorator and I, um, we spent a lot of time, you know, looking at what Polish art looked like, Polish pottery. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, a lot of there's a lot of like folk art in her apartment, and especially when you have an elderly character who's you really want to show that they have layers of you know a life.
0: And, yeah, light. And
1: yeah. Heirlooms. Your set
0: but, decorator um, is uh, Brett Warnke. Warnke.
1: Yes. Warnke. Brett Warren Key, Yeah. Yeah. And he, he and I also share the, the business I was telling oh, you about earlier. Sweet. Sweet. Um,
0: well, um, then you got yeah, a lot of so... Polish tchotchkes going on, don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we did do a pretty massive set sale at the end of this, mm. uh, at the end of this show and nice. sold off a lot. Sold off a lot of stuff to a few. Uh, oh, um, the new show with Natasha Leone bought a lot of our dressing.
0: Oh, uh, poker face. Poker face.
1: So I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm excited to watch it and see some of our...
0: <laughs> I heard it's great, <laughs> and right I refuse to watch it, because I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched this meme where it's like, they're verbatim, like, it was like the same, almost the same exact dialogue as Columbo from like 40 years ago, and I was like, and then you are like, she's oh, sure. doing Columbo, and then I was like, I'm not watching that
1: so <laughs> but i heard it's really I good seen it, yeah i
0: heard it's a good show i heard it looks great and i mean from what i've seen it looks great too so but yeah you probably got your stuff in there that's cool yeah i think yeah
1: it'd be kind good. of fun to see
0: yeah um, oh i love seeing I don't, I don't know much about it i love seeing oh, i love sure seeing anything that i've like given or sold to prop houses in the prop house because i'll be like oh i like that chair Well, I like that chair because I bought that chair (laughs) And then you see it on another show. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Like now every time, a lot of White House shows, I'm like, there's my sofa. Like, (laughs) they got my sofa. But yeah, it is fun because it's it's nice to see like things live on, like in a weird way. Like furniture and tchotchkes live on and, and complete another character. It's great. I love that.
1: Exactly. I think that's, that's a big reason why I'm really into antiques too, is I just love the like narrative quality of objects
0: and like
1: the history that that objects can have. And I, I think that's just adds so much life to your, your sets too, when you are bringing in these.
0: And plants, you have a lot of good plants there in your background. Well,
1: you know, there, I almost cleared some of them out because some of them are lo- not looking so great after I've been away. Well, they look good on Zoom, but
0: like you, I can't. Okay,
1: do good. That. <laughs> yeah, no. it's a filter.
0: Yeah, it's a plant filter. <laughs> plant filter. <laughs> are you uh, Are you working on anything? What are you doing? I mean, you're teaching. And yeah, everything, but... I've got a couple things. Yeah,
1: teaching. I just, um, I wrapped at the end, or I guess it was January. I wrapped a Hulu ABC show, um, a nice. new show called The Age of Influence.
0: Nice.
1: Um, it's about uh, social media influencers turned scam artists. Um, and Is there it's a lot of a, money a in that? Can we get
0: Can we get in on that? Is that real? <laughs>
1: <laughs> These people made a lot of money. Yeah, it's they're well, they're true stories. So. Um, that very Anna Delvey. Anna Delvey's in an episode. It's oh. very much that her, her, her sort of world of people. So fascinating stories. And it's a docu-series with reenactments. Um, and I designed the reenactments, but we did some really cool... Um, I've done reenactment shows before in a traditional sense, but this one was really exciting for me because... Um, the director, uh, Tara Malone, she's very, she's very into theater and we kind of bonded over that. And so our, our reenactments are very theatrical. We even uh-huh. staged some of them on, on a, on a stage in um, New Jersey, on a, <laughs> in a big, beautiful, old, old theater. And so the reenactments instead of, you know, you would, you might see like a character on a computer in their bedroom or whatever. Instead, we sort of deconstructed that. And, um, in this one particular episode, everything is. Put on us on this theater stage. And so all of the, the set pieces feel very, very theatery and two-dimensional. And, um, it was a really fun way to like approach, you know, the, the episode is a lot about performance, right? These, these actor or these, um, influencers, like. Presenting themselves in this way. Right. So it was fun to kind of think about like staging this as if it was a theater show. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so I'm really excited to see it together. Yeah, it's really, it's going to be really fun. We did another one, uh, another episode. Where he uh, we we sort of stage everything almost like a, a rock concert in like a warehouse. His his desk, you know, the, this influencer's desk is like surrounded by like a big truss, and we have this like very rock star lighting oh, and nice. uh, all all in a big warehouse. And it's we she really wanted to keep away from doing any like traditional like true crime reenactments. It's, oh, that's great. It's more just like heightening the style of the series with the reenactments versus like filling time with reenactments.
0: Oh, that's great Uh, to be creative. Yeah. I'm really excited for
1: people to see that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We did really cool, some really fun stuff and a really great um, producing team that was like really open to any of the ideas that I I had and and, um, great collaborative environment. Part two pictures is the production company. They do a lot of shows for Hulu and Discovery and Food Network and those sort of things. Um, I like Hulu. I think stands out from their others. Yeah. Yeah, They were great. Yeah. it's my first time doing a hulu show
0: yeah i always i'm always hard. like oh what's on hulu and then i'm like oh my god look at all this like good stuff on here
1: yeah there's a lot i <laughs> yeah. know there's a lot i think it's like yeah yeah I well the i'm sure night. that'll like, do well because
0: everybody it. loves true crime everybody loves a uh, everybody loves crime, crime docu
1: <laughs> and absolutely but this one is no blood which i'm thrilled by there's no murder oh, nice. <laughs> it's just scamming just people scamming <laughs> so yeah, but it's, I mean, I learned some things I did not know. It's uh, definitely a dark, there's a very dark side to the uh, influencer culture. If really? We didn't already know. Yeah, some of these, these people, you Maybe should that's watch the side You'll hustle. Mind will be blown.
0: we Get on that side hustle. Of <laughs> making money and stuff. So- I can't, man. I got, I don't,
1: yeah, know, I don't I, have the time. I learned some things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't have the time. Don't, don't the time. don't have the time to scam people.
0: We so don't have the time. <laughs> Uh,
1: exactly okay. yeah and i do have i do have another feature in development that i'm really oh, excited nice. about um called the beltlands and it's uh, a 1980s western about a biker gang in the midwest and Whoa. i'm like so excited for the design on
0: that 1980s um, biker gang that, in the midwest where are you shooting at yeah, in
1: the rust belts it looks like we're gonna be in like buffalo area oh, yeah. or somewhere upstate new york but um haven't booked any locations yet and right now we we do have a cast of, some of the casts attached lila robbins um from walking dead and planes trains and automobiles uh, and yeah. jeffrey owens from uh, cosby yeah. show uh, yeah. um yeah and i designed the the director's first film um called impossible monsters a, a few years more than a few years ago um, and he's a really really talented director storyteller <laughs> and uh, the producer is this wonderful woman drocia Mathe, who i have worked with she's a hungarian producer and she brings me on to several projects and i always have oh, that's great. such great great time if, you, if you're working with a great producer and yeah. director like everything else is like easy
0: yeah don't let it go hold on as yeah. long as you can <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's relationships like you're talking about. Well,
0: it doesn't seem it like, like you're slowing down. I mean, I feel like in LA, it's like a total stoppage over here, but I'm glad you got some it's projects I mean, going.
1: We do ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. At the time I got, and I've got a, a short film coming up, um, which I actually love doing short films. I would do short films all the time if I... If i could because it's it's mm-hmm. such a great you know you get to focus your attention on one or two sets that yeah. are you can really you know put all attention into and and then it's over in like you know a couple of weeks and then you're on to the next that's awesome i think it's, i think see, shorts are a lot and you're less exhausted
0: it's a whole nother world i don't know Sometimes. about it's cr- it's been it's like uh, even like you know well. like even i'm always uh, so impressed with like the documentary shorts or the short films that for the oscars and everything and i'm like Man, these are so good. If they they make this a full feature, like this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, they're so good.
1: It's fun. I I really do. And some of the features I've worked on, like the ideas that they will, or some of the shorts others, the ideas. It's like a it will help get funding for Hmm. um, a feature version. You know, so it's uh yeah. I think they're just creatively very satisfying to just you know pop in for a couple weeks and. Build one or two really cool sets and, and then on to the next. You're not worried about stretching resources quite as much. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, good luck teaching. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so I'm Thank so you. impressed with your teach that you're teaching. I think that would be so hard. <laughs> it's I'm
1: sure you would you would enjoy it as well. I think you you've you know, it's it's really fun. It really at the end of the day, there are challenges, but it's like, you know. It's, it's good challenges, Yeah, challenges that test my knowledge and my, it's also in many ways like running a department, right? You got to have well, like, yeah. you know, you got to have just some leadership, leadership practice and, and making sure getting everyone hyped up and excited for this, this, yeah. you know, what you're working on. And
0: I don't know, me, me and my friends it. just started like a movie club, like a film club. And it's like in complete disarray. You <laughs> can't even like figure out oh, like fun. when we're all going to talk about it. <laughs> like It's slow in the industry. Well, what are you Let's watching? T- well, our first, yeah, well, the first picks were Norma Rae, because and- it of- about strikes and things, uh, Norma oh. Ray and then the boy who lassoed the, the wind or something, oh. God, I forget, it was yeah, really yeah. good, it was really good about a kid in Africa who came up with a wind system to help, uh, 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 like, uh, wells, if, to make the crops, because they were having a dry season, everybody was starving, it's a sin. Uh, so they were real uppers, but <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but we haven't light, we haven't yeah. met yet to talk about them, but so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how long our little film club lasts.
1: <laughs> but it's fun though. I think so, it's yeah. really important to do stuff outside of work. You know, it's oh, just yeah. like our work is so consuming. We have to like make time to diversify our interests and time and. I mean, you know, these days and are impossible. No, oh, I know. These hours are crazy. So, and
0: like, then it's the weekend, and you got to work the weekend too. So, what's the difference?
1: <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah.
1: I always tell my friends, like, if I'm about to do a feature, I'm like, I'll see you in two months or three months. Like, I just, I won't be around. Yeah. <laughs> I will try to make plans, and then I will have to cancel on them because I am exhausted, or I will be working again, or whatever. You know. Yeah. It's very.
0: It's yeah. It's all I don't think consuming. That, I
1: think that's something people don't realize. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It is yeah. because even if you're not physically there, your mind is working at all times. I feel, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the drive the home or yeah. even if, uh, even if I like try to zone out watching like housewives or something, I'm usually still like <laughs> on my computer looking for uh, you know, a lamp or sofa or something. So. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'll answering
1: okay. calls and answering messages. And, and I think what makes our responsibilities uh you know an extra added layer of of um work is that i you know i was telling my class the other day it's like when you're on a film set like the art department is in three at least three places at once we are wrapping a set we are at the set you know we're at the camera and then we're prepping the next sets multiple yeah. sets and i think there's you know a lot of uh the idea that like okay we're all at this set that we're all shooting and and you know we're we're all with the shooting crew, it's like no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> for people that aren't acquainted with the art department or, um, or production, it's like the art department is in so many different places at the same time.
0: And we usually miss breakfast. We miss breakfast. We're usually the last uh, people. About at, yeah, <laughs> the last people at craft at, at <laughs> breakfast to maybe get some cold scrambled eggs because we were there first and they weren't <laughs> open yet and now you got to wait till you open set and then you can go. So that should really be priority of teaching people. <laughs> you're going to miss breakfast. I, yes.
1: <laughs> well, I try to be very honest with them about about like what the industry is like cuz I didn't get that in my education necessarily. Yeah. I mean, they had a wonderful education, but like I like some of the last classes that I do uh, at the end of the semester like this is what a time card looks like and this is what oh, unions yeah. are like and these are what you know what it's like to get an agent and what it's like to because those are just the, and like what are the rates because I, I mean when I first started out people would ask what my rate was I'm like I don't know and I yeah. didn't have an agent at that point I like what is everybody else making and of course you lowball yourself because you're new and you don't
0: and then you gotta you work your way your up is. through the rest of your career you gotta work your <laughs> way up so you <laughs>
1: Right. (laughs) right, right. It's definitely a learn by experience. Yeah. uh, Industry.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've done like how to read a call sheet, production schedules, like, that's great. Everything like that I can think of, of decorator resources or tools you need, like what's in your kit, things like that. Like no one, that's really important. No one taught us that. Mm-mm. And it's learned, you'll definitely yeah. learn it. <laughs> but if someone can clue you in, it's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, then you don't have to fake it so much when yeah. you're first starting out I'm like, oh yeah, I have a I have a kit. Um <laughs> But
0: then are we <laughs> sure. babying people too much? Are we giving everybody a trophy? Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> We got to throw them into the fire and let them figure it out. Yeah.
0: Well, Something that's to what we did, too,
1: I guess. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it, I mean, that's inevitable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is. You're, you're always going to be in a situation you don't know what to do. You just have to fake it and you have to do good. You, have to
1: <laughs> you do. Pull it off. I think, yeah, I hate to say it, but it is, you do kind of have to fake it. And chances are you do know how to do that thing. Yeah. You just to access it in your in your own confidence and skill set.
0: And being resourceful. I always found like when I was a PA, yeah. I think one of the things was like, I can figure this out. Like, they told me to go get this, to go find this. Like, okay, I got to go. Like, I can be resourceful. I can figure this out. Like, that's that's huge for being a PA, yeah. I think. <laughs> Especially oh, like huge. small yeah, fields, independent. Definitely... Yeah, yeah. You gotta... Right. When
1: there's no time and you, you've got to, yeah, you can't, you can't walk somebody through everything. And I always just say to just be a nice person who people want to be around because yeah. we're going to have to be around you for 12 hours a day for <laughs> just like the yeah. best impression you can make is just to be friendly and helpful and present and, um, you know, not sitting on your phone in the corner the whole time yeah like yeah just be somebody that people want to be around and that makes all the difference
0: unfortunately the person on the phone in the corner they're probably going to make it and they're probably (laughs) you're probably going to work for them one day so (laughs) people tend to fail up a lot too in this business so either way you're going to make it
1: (laughs) yes it's all very
0: random see that isn't that delightful um, and so interesting to me like I just love learning about other little pockets of our industry and so I'm very thankful that he was able to give a glimpse into independent films and working in short films and um, again jamesbartle.com check out his uh, wonderful little drawings of uh, sketches and concept dress sketches sketches um, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I looked at the website before I spoke with him. Because um, I didn't get to see Late Bloomers because... And I feel really bad about that, believe me. Even though I didn't say it right away. I do feel bad about that. Because um, it was it had just premiered and they wouldn't give me an early copy. I get it. It's Okay. Um, so, yeah, I felt bad. Um, but he's got a great, um, you know, sense of his process on his website, and it was nice to see that, to try to get to know him, and knew, try to see what I was getting into, and talking with him, so I appreciate it, and, um, I like his little projects he did during COVID, he said all this, um, photography, um, stills and everything, they're very interesting, I have to say, um, can't even think of what I did. Oh, you know what I did with my COVID time? I made like YouTube videos and did a lot of podcasting. So I too dove into creative side. So yeah, there you go. Coming up, thank you, thank you, James. Thank you for giving me the time. I really appreciate it. And I hope it's going well. Obviously you can tell by listening to that. We talked, I think, in March. So um a little delayed getting his out, but just uh really nice to speak with him uh coming up next week we have production designer clarence major and he recently did the um amazon show the consultant with christoph waltz um which is fun i think it's only eight episodes really quick if you want to get that done get that get that scene by next week and then you'll hear all about it I uh, have set decorator Regina Graves coming up to kick off our little um, Emmy season here before the nominations come out. I have production designer Jamie McCall coming to talk about Dune, Season 2, where they did all the sets of Chicago. Unbelievable. I have production designer Anastasia White, who is... Uh, her work that's out now is The White House Plumbers, which is... Really good. I started watching that too, but I didn't want to talk about it yet. Um, so I'm going to watch a little bit of that before I talk to her. And yeah, I have another one. I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx it. And then I have another three that I have planned. But, you know, I, I, I even hate to say what I just said because you never know. But, yeah, good things come up. So thank you for listening. Check out the Decorating Pages podcast website for all things Decorating Pages. Uh, I've been trying to put up a little blog to help people read. I don't know. I don't know why you blog your podcast. I really don't get it, and it takes up a lot of my time, but I guess I have to do it. I think it's an SEO thing. I don't know, but I have to do it. So that's on there. Okay. Um, But I do point out some of the questions um, that came up in the podcast and some quotes from the um, interview, so I'm trying to make it interesting. (laughs) Um, my Instagram is kickin' ass. If you're not following Decorating Pages on Instagram, get to it. And TikTok and Insta and Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff, do it. The most important thing you can do today is rate this podcast, please, or write a review. I haven't had anyone leave a review in a really long time, so it would be really nice if you were the one right now, you. If you were the one to write the review that would be pretty awesome I really appreciate that but thanks um, I just love that you listen and thank you so much for Decorating Pages I'm Kim up I hope you read a your fall Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block